come this morning to worship him. Amen. Amen. We have a few written requests this morning. We want to continue to remember Sister Vicki Tibble in our prayers that God will continue to strengthen her and Sister Christy as well. She's doing so much better. We thank the Lord for it. And we're just looking for a complete recovery and the sugar, the whole nine yards. We don't, devil hanging on to nothing. We want God to get the glory this morning. Also, Sister Abby's not feeling well this morning. We'll remember her in our prayers. Uh, Sister Bethany, uh, Hawking, uh, she had a little procedure this week, so let's just remember her that God will be with her and give her strength. Uh, also, Sister Becky uh, Hammock, still not feeling well this morning, but we're trusting and believing the Lord will touch her and strengthen her as well. Got a little card here from the Garrett family this morning. It says, with heartful appreciation during such a difficult time, your kindness meant so much. Thank you for all your thoughtfulness and caring. On behalf of the whole Garrett family, we would like to thank you for every prayer, text, calls, love, and concern for our family. And all the food was much appreciated also. You are the best. And may God bless you from Matt and Christy this morning. Amen. I, I agree. You are the best this morning. And if you have something on your heart this morning, you'd just like to be remembered in prayer. Let God see your hand this morning. He knows what we have need of. and He's mindful in the service today. So, Brother John, if you would come this morning and lead us in prayer, my brother. happy to be here this morning. Amen. So good to see Christopher here this morning. You know, the devil attacks us in many ways, but he's not going to be victorious. We're going to bond together like we are this morning. We're going to take all of our petitions, our needs. We're going to leave them to him. It's nothing we can do, but it's what he can do. And we're going to bring them to him. So let's bond together as a church. Unity in a body, unity in the believers. Let's bond together. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we love you this morning, Lord. Lord, we look around and we see the evidence all around of your goodness, Lord. Lord, every time we have a situation, every time we have a sickness, Lord, though we're in the middle of it, we can't often see what you're doing. But Lord, when we come out victorious, we can look back and we can see your hand was with us the whole time, Lord. 
You was involved in every situation, Lord. Your, your mercy was upon every need, Lord. Your healing was upon every sickness, Lord. Your wisdom was given to every question. And we always come out, Lord, shining like a newborn, Lord. Shining like a son and daughter of God because you're on our side, Lord. Lord, this morning we have many needs, Lord. We have many petitions. We have many loved ones on our heart, Lord, that stretches across the land, Lord. That, Lord, what it would do for you, but what it would do for us to see a touch of your Holy Spirit to them, Lord. Would you, Lord, this morning upon our command, upon our request, would you move for our family, Lord? Would you move for our loved ones, Lord? Would you move for each and every situation mentioned here this morning, Lord? Each and every situation that each hand represented, would you move in a mighty way, Lord? Lord, now we ask you, Lord, to come join us in service, Lord. And Lord, many things on our minds, Lord, many things in our lives, but this is a time that we set to worship you, Lord. Lord, let us, Lord, get freedom in worship this morning, Lord. Let us just receive the goodness of your love, Lord, that we cannot be ashamed to lift our hands, to praise your name, to open our mouths and proclaim your healing upon us, Lord. And touch Brother Mark and the musicians, Lord. And touch our pastor in a special way, Lord. Anoint this service this morning. Be with us in a mighty way, Lord. Come join us. Lord, allow us to worship you, Lord. Allow us to receive from you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We appreciate you. In thy lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Are you ready to worship the Lord now? Let's sing this together.
getting ready today. We're going to move out tomorrow. Amen. Good to see Brother Amos and Sister Patience with us this morning. Bless you all. And see that fine baby you have with you today. Amen. Let's sing this this morning. All these are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And these are the days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword. Still we are the voice in the desert crying, prepare. Jehovah, 
There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Let's see it. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Oh, behold, he comes riding on the clouds, shining, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, so lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation There's no God like Jehovah. I just love having these young people up here this morning. I, it's not like I'm singing by myself anymore. It's wonderful. Thank y'all. Sing louder. Let's have a little choir up here and drown all these people back here. I don't want to sing out this morning. Let's sing this. We are the generation. We're the culmination. The final voice the world will hear. The coming of our Lord is near. Living out the revelation. Overcoming sin's temptation. The truth will go to every tongue and nation. about that this morning. Aren't you thankful that you're the chosen generation? Amen. The final voice that the world will hear. The coming of our Lord is near. We're living out the revelation. Overcoming sin's temptation. And the truth is going to go to every nation. Because we're the chosen generation. Let's see. And what a God has chosen, she's made ready and she's rolled in his righteousness and she is 
say that this morning. I've reached a point of no return. There's no turning back this morning. We're just going to press on by God's amazing grace and that's the only way we're going to do it is with His grace this morning. One more song. We'll have our ushers to come ahead. Remember this offering this morning that's for um, the building fund as well. So if you want to mark that on your, your check this morning uh, or you can PayPal that a little later if you want to. Uh, but just remember that's for the building fund and the regular offering together this morning. Also, I believe this week is Sister Haven Ball's uh, birthday, so we want to wish her a happy birthday this morning. Let's give her a big hand.
song coming soon. It's, in my best days, I'm a child of God. On my worst days, I'm a child of God. Every day, I'm a child of God. I'm going to thank the Lord for that. You can have your seats this morning, and we'll have Brother Matt if he would come. We're going to sing an old, old song for you this morning. We haven't sang in quite some time, but it is still the truth, and it always will remain the truth. Amen. testimony and the blood of the Lamb I'll overcome one day I am all the demons of hell they can't stop this little bride
stand by our bridegroom. That's right. Praise the Lord. Glory. Let's all stand together Praise. again this morning as we invite our pastor to come this morning. Looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us. We certainly enjoyed the service here on Wednesday night. Yeah. Our brother Sam Parker did an yeah. outstanding job bringing, yeah. bringing the word. We appreciate it. And remember, our hearts are hungry again this That's morning right. looking for what has for us. Amen. Oh, word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. So please let me this morning. Help me see it. Oh, word of God speak. Would you pour Sometimes we just have to lay aside everything and praise Him in our pain. It doesn't matter what we are dealing with. When you worship Him, you certainly deserve all the worship, all the honor, all the glory. How many have witnessed a miracle in your life? Hallelujah. He's a miracle working. He deserved the glory and the honor. Let's worship him this morning as the brethren will come. This is a tithe you give to the Lord, and we will bless you for doing so. Oh, you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy There is 
Saturday evening at 6 and Sunday morning at 11. We're looking for our brother to come and bless us real good around the word of the Lord. Do you appreciate him this morning? Do you love him this morning? Did you come ready to worship the Lord? You never feel like worship. You have to worship. You don't wait until you feel to worship. Amen. Because you will never feel like worshiping. You got to worship God through all of it. Amen. You've got to come and know that, you know what, I'm getting ready to worship. It doesn't matter what I felt today, what I went through, how I felt when I got up, I'm here to worship God. Because that's what it's all about. Especially the bride of Christ. You were created to worship God. God, El, Ella, Elohim in Genesis 1 and 26. God existed by himself, but he wanted to be worshipped. 
He created the angels, the seraphims, and all the uh, angelic beings to worship him. He is a God. He loves to be worshipped. He loves when you worship him. Hallelujah. There's something about God that loves worship. The same way we love our names to be called, it's the same way God loved to be worshipped this morning. Praise the Lord. I like to go right back into the scriptures. We were talking about it there last uh, Sunday on the Emerald Bride. I'd like to pick up some more on that if the Lord will help us this morning and just have a good time in the presence of the Lord. Now, if you come here and you leave and you didn't get anything out of the service, it's not my fault. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the gift is here for you to pull on the gift. But collectively, we're going to have a meeting this morning. Amen. We're going to have a good time together yes. in the Lord, and you're going to help me worship. Yes. And we're going to preach, and we're going to have a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. In the book of Revelation chapter 4, again, let's go back into the scripture. And uh, we left off last, uh, last Sunday. We didn't get too far, and you've been going through it here, those of you that are here early, um, on the uh, message study. But I just kind of want to embark back on uh, verses 1 of chapter 4. After these things I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said unto me, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And I want you to watch verses 2 now. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and... Behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon as jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, and the sight like unto an emerald. This is actually a rainbow. And he was to be looked upon as as jasper and sardine stones. Now we understand the 12 tribes of, uh, of, uh, of Israel were the 12 sons of Jacob. And each son represented a certain, uh, a certain stone to the Israelites. And we know that Reuben and Benjamin was the first and the last. And this is what John is actually reflecting back in the Old Testament in the type. When the priest will wear, wear a breastplate of the 12 stones of the 12 tribes of Israel. And when there was a dream or such like, they will consult this breastplate of Aaron, the Urmathunim. And they will give a dream. And if the dream will light up, then the dream was of God. Right. So we understand now it's said that he is, uh, in the scripture here, he was to be looked upon as Jasper, which is... Uh, as we see it, Reuben and Benjamin, which is the last sardine stone. So he's Alpha and Omega. You believe that? He's the, he's the beginning and he is the end Amen. in the sight of an emerald. Hallelujah. This, this is actually a yellowish green radiance of God. It is the Logos that went out of God. God in the form of a light that exude from the very beginning, God is light, the Bible says. And in him there is no darkness at all. So we see him now as John is looking in this 
Scripture immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one, not two or three, but one God. One God manifested in three offices. You believe that? No trinity, just a manifestation of God in his attributes uh, this morning. I love it. And he, he that sat was to look upon, here it is, the Alpha and uh, Sardine Stone, the Omega Stone. Amen. There was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight like unto an emerald. I'm, I'm going to stop there because I don't know how far we will actually get into this verse. And, uh, but we'll see what the Holy Spirit has for us this morning. Do you love the Lord? Amen. You know, when I used to work on the job, I worked, many of you know, for a big Japanese company where I worked designing and, and such like and engineering. And uh, we, we used to, when we went to, church, uh, to uh, work in the morning, every morning right about uh, uh, 6.45, we had a workout. Right. And for about 10 minutes... We will work out. We will do jumping jacks. We will just exercise. We'll do squats. We'll get on the ground, do push-up for about 15 minutes. We'll go through this. But that was our routine. You see, we did that. So by the time we started working about 7, our minds were kicking into high gear already. Our bodies were stimulated. Our blood was running. So no one was, uh, you know, just lethargic. No one was just... I just dragging their feet. Everybody was up and going and the blood was moving and we were in our meetings at 7 o'clock and having great ideas and expanding and dealing and designing. And you see, these people had, they had a principle. They knew how to get us moving. This is how it is in the house of God. This is why we have Brother Mark for 30 minutes. He's up here moving you in the spirits. Because let's be honest, you didn't want to get out of bed this morning. Because it was raining, you know, it, the time changes. Oh, man, I'm not going to give up my extra hour. I, I want to sleep in. But you see, that's why we come to church. We come to church because there's something inside of us that cries out to Almighty God. The worship God. God is an object of worship. Our desire is to Him this morning. To lift our hands up to God and say, Lord, I should have died. I should have. It should have killed me. This storm should have buried me. But praise God, through amazing grace, I'm here today. It was a close call, but God's grace and mercy has brought me through this morning. I shouldn't even live today. I shouldn't even be here today. But praise God, mercy said no this morning. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, how we love you so much. Thank you for this wonderful audience that is before me today. I pray God that we'll just lay aside traditions and just routine today and enter into the spirit of worship as we move into the scriptures today. Have your way amongst us, Lord. We love you. We worship you. We pray you'll have your way in the service. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we appreciate you, Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. You're not saying the right word. God is good. There we go. You got it. God is good. God is good. Not just one time, all the time. Come on, you're going to preach with me this morning. God is good. All the time. 
Praise God. He's a God that wants us, amen, to be a part of him. Now, we left off where John leaned on Jesus' breast at supper in John 21, verses 20 through 24. And we see Peter seeing him said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? And Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Then we understand that the disciples made a mistake and they said, Jesus said that John was going to live till his coming. But you understand that Jesus didn't make no mistakes. Jesus makes no mistakes. Right here in Revelation chapter 4, as we read it this morning, Christ kept his word. You believe it? Here he transported John into the spirit, the seed of things that will be hereafter. Jesus did not make any mistakes when he said he shall tarry till I come. He lifted John up on the Isle of Patmos by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and showed him things that would be hereafter. So we see here he brought John up, the Bible said, into the heaven and rehearsed the whole thing to him. He showed him the whole millennium. He showed them the whole rapture. He showed them the translation. He told John, come up here and I will show you things that will be hereafter. He was caught up. You believe it? You see, Christ fulfilled his promise in Revelations 4 and 2. Before his death, he was caught up in the spirit and seen things just as though he lived there on earth. John didn't have to die the seat of heavens. John didn't have to die to see all these things. God just picked him up in the spirits. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I say to you this morning, you need a John 4 experience this morning. Where God will elevate you into the realms of the spirit. And you will see things that will be hereafter. You believe it? He saw the preview of the entire rapture. He saw it as just as though he lived on the earth. And he saw the whole church uh, go right into it. And the rapture transpire right before his eyes. You see, he saw the coming of the Lord. The whole book of Revelation was revealed to him. John wasn't just uh, in some kind of imaginary a uh, 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 dream or uh, some myth. You see, this was a reality. John was in the spirits. You realize what these things were happening. I want you to look at verses 2 with me. And uh, Revelations 4 and 2. And immediately I was in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I was in the spirits. We need to be in the spirits. We need to be in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. He said, I was in the spirits. So as quick as John got in the spirit, he began to see things in his life. You see, friends, I want you to understand, it is God's desire and ultimate ambition to show you things. 
It is God's desire for you to dream dreams, to have visions, to see spiritual things in your lives. It is God's desire for those things. He said, immediately I was in the spirit. You see, friends, I want to say, you begin to see things when you get in the spirit. But first, you've got to get in the spirit. First, you've got to get in the spirit. For you to enjoy anything, you have to get in the spirit of it. If you go to a restaurant and you order a nice steak, you've got to anticipate it. You've got to get in the spirit of it to enjoy it. Otherwise, you wouldn't order it. When you go to do anything, you've got to get in the spirit of it. When you come to church, you've got to get in the spirit of church. You believe it? So we understand first you've got to get in the spirit. When you get in the spirit of revelation and worship, God will show you things hereafter. How many like to see things hereafter? You know, God doesn't want us to just see past our nose. He wants us to see spiritual things. He wants you to have dreams and visions. He wants you to have night visions. You believe that? The early church moved by the power and spirit of the Holy Ghost. And I believe the last day church is moving by the spirit of God in this age. You believe that, church? So we understand now, when you get in the spirit of revelation, you begin to see things hereafter. You see, when the Holy Spirit does something for you, you you just can't sit still. There's something bubbling over inside of you. How many are thankful for your salvation? How many are thankful that God came and knocked at your door? How many are thankful for redemption? Let me hear you shout amen. You see, when God does something for you, you can sit still. There's like fire in your bones. There's something supernatural that takes place in your spirit. Hallelujah. You know, it's like going to the ball game and, and your favorite, uh, you know, uh, guy hit a home run and you just sit there and said, wow, that was really good. Man, that was really good, isn't it? No, you know what you'll do? You'll jump plumb out of that seat and uh, you're going to hooray and throw your cup on the ground and, and just do all sorts. Some saw everybody. My, you're just shouting. You hug on people you don't even know because you're in the spirit of it. Oh, when you get in the spirit of the church, hallelujah. Amen. You begin to hug on your brothers and your sisters and pray like you never pray. You believe it? My, my, my. I tell you what. I've seen folks act funny. Amen. At those places. My, they never probably have an emotion in church. They never clap their hands. They'll tell you they're not emotional. But you put them in the spirit of something they love. And you watch how they'll get excited. Oh, yeah, they will. Man, they'll do stuff you never thought about. Yes, they do. That's how it is with God. You believe it? When God does something for you, you can sit still. Oh, God, I love you. Oh, God, I love you. 
immediately John was in the spirit. Amen. You just go on and get in the spirit of worship and watch what God will do in this meeting. You're going to worship in God and see what God will do for you. You love him. Oh, when you feel blue and you feel down and you feel worry and you feel anxieties and everything is coming at you and it seems like there's no answer for what you're searching for. That's the time to worship God. That's the sign to say, God, I don't know how, I don't know when, but you'll do it again. I just don't see how the circumstance will ever work out, but you will do it again. You believe it? You see, you'll never be able to get anywhere with God till you get in the Spirit. Even if you just come to church and sit around and say, well, I just, I'm just here. Maybe you'll never get anything out of it. But if you're here today and you say, Lord, I'm coming to get in the Spirit. I'm coming to get in the Spirit. I'm coming to get something from God today. You believe that? You see, you don't go through the act first. Get in the Spirit, then go through the acts and watch what God will do. Get in the spirit of it. Lord, I'm coming in the spirit. I'm coming in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The church don't know what I went through. I went through hell this week, but I'm going to church in the end. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, the devil don't like preaching like this. Amen. Satan don't like preaching like this. And exposed him. But the Holy Ghost is here this morning. To let you know when you get in the spirit of it, God will do something for you. You love him. Oh, I love it. You know, when you go, when you go to the church, you got to get in the spirit of worship before you can worship. You love him. How are you gonna get the Holy Ghost? You get in the spirit. How are you gonna get victory? Get in the spirit. How are you gonna get your healing? Get in the spirit. Come on, church. I can't do anything for you. You got to get in the spirit of it. I can stare and preach uh, until tomorrow morning. But unless you get in the spirit, you're not getting anywhere with God. You got to get in the spirit of it. Lord, I got to have this answer from you, Lord. I'm desperate about getting an answer from God. Well, get in the spirit and God will give you the answer. How are you going to get in the Holy Ghost? Amen. You got to get in the spirit. You know, that's what's the matter, I believe, with the church today. It doesn't get in the spirit enough. Praise God. We have all kinds of fancy meetings and nice gatherings, but there's little spirit in the church. Amen. Where is that jubilance? Where is that glory and that hallelujah? Where is that somebody, amen, to jump up and say, Oh, glory to God. Preach the word, preacher. Where's the excitement and the jubilance of God's spirit? You believe it? No, I'm not trying to work you up. Amen. I'm just telling you, you need to get in the spirit. Amen. I'm going to stay here a little while. Amen. Get in the spirit. Hallelujah. Get in the spirit of it. Amen. Get in the spirit of what you're doing. When you pray, get in the spirit. Amen. When you fast, amen, get in the spirit. When you sing, sing in the Spirit. When you shout, shout in the Spirit. You believe it? 
when you do anything in the spirit, the devil is defeated. Satan is defeated. Oh, my Satan is defeated. You believe it, church? Hallelujah. But I don't think the church gets in the spirit enough. Amen. The Bible said the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. We got word, 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 word. We can quote. We've got all the word, the Greek and the Hebrew and everything else. We got an entire Bible and, and, and 30 different translations. But do we have a lot of spirits in the church? Hallelujah. I'm talking about Holy Ghost spirits. You believe it, church? Something that makes you break beyond this life. Oh, my. I love it. You know, sometimes we, we, we have to, we have to uh, get out of our regular routine. And who cares about your routines anyway this morning? Get out of the routine and get in the spirit. Amen. We come to church and we do our, tra- our traditional uh, prayers and we sing a few songs. And, and every once in a while we may, we may feel good and we may give the Lord a half mask. But God is saying this morning, you've got something to worship me about. You've got something to thank me about. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You could have been lost. You could have been dead. But God says, I have redeemed you by my blood. You believe it, friends? No Satan, no life preaching like this. Hell, no life preaching like this. You know, the devil is in the phone booth dialing 111 right now. 911, you know why? He doesn't know where we're coming from. Hallelujah. Some of these young folks don't know what a phone booth is. Amen. But the devil's in the phone booth dialing 911 right now. Amen. He don't know, amen, what's coming. But I got a message for you. Amen. I'll bring you right into the atmosphere of God. You love the Lord? How many remember that old song by Walt Mills? Amen. That's right. Amen. Right now he's on Twitter dialing 111. 911. Amen. Trying to get some help. But I got some people here that knows how to worship God. Amen. The modern day is Twitter and everything else. He's dialing 911. You know what? He wants help. But there's a church that's got the power of praise in them today. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? I might as well just change my text and preach on praise for a little while. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. Let me preach on praise a while. Because somebody's going to praise him in the house. In the good time. In the bad time. In the sad time. And when the circumstances seem difficult, somebody is going to praise God. You love him. You love him this uh, this morning. I believe that the church needs to get in the spirit today. Amen. John said, immediately, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Praise God. You know, I love to fellowship with someone that's in the spirit. Holy Ghost spirit. I like to sing with people who are in the spirit. Amen. Singing in the spirit. Have you ever heard somebody sing in the spirit? Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't already understand what they're saying, but they're singing in the Spirit. They're shouting in the Spirit. Amen. We need to get all the trash of the world out of the church. 
and then we can get in the spirit. I believe we need a revival to wash some of the worldly trash out of the Holy Ghost church. You believe it, church? We need a rushing mighty wind coming from heaven. No, we haven't forgotten how to preach. Amen. We need a Holy Ghost in the churches today. Friends, I tell you what, the longer time goes on, the colder people are getting. The more distant they're getting from God. The more they rebel, the more defiance. You see, when Moses first came with the message, everybody was on fire. But you see, as time progressed, and the lengths of time caused the people to begin to murmur and complain and defy against God. I believe it's a condition of the age. We've been in this thing a long time. And many have become dreary and it's become a dreadful thing. But there are some of us, like Joshua and Caleb, that says, I see my promise coming in view. You believe it? I see my promise coming in view. I don't care what Tom, Dick, and Harry is doing. I see the promised land. Do you see a church? I see my healing coming. I see my deliverance coming. I see my body being changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. Hallelujah. You've been in this thing a long time. Amen. A long period of time can cause people to become dreary. The Israelites did not set out being defiant. They did not set off being disobedient. They did not set off uh, being uh, uh, opposite to the commands of God. But as time elapsed, they became very accustomed to church. And church became secondary to them. There was not a fire and power of God in church anymore. I'm talking to you this morning. Hallelujah. This is why God allowed that generation uh, to wander in the wilderness for 40 years and they died off. But praise God from that generation, there was a Joshua and a Caleb. And I say, friends, uh, there's going to be an handful in this age, in this church, bright people, that's going to be jubilant about what God is doing. You believe it? Satan has invaded the homes and minds of many believers. This melancholiness, this, this attitude of the world has flowed into the church. Amen. This attitude of Laodicea has flowed into the church. We are not of this world. We are of God, little children. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You believe it? We are not of this world. We're people of God. Amen. You see, Satan has swept in like a roaring lion through Hollywood and through all sorts of media. Amen. Formats. And Satan is desensitizing us of our originality, of our original seeds, of who we are, where we came from, and where we're going. Oh, but there's a church that's in the spirit that knows our position in God. You believe it? Amen. He's swepting like a roaring lion. Amen. Through Hollywood and everything else. We're getting on the devil's territory, I believe. 
If we're not careful, we're crossing boundaries. You realize it was God that set boundaries? And he told the Israelites, thou shalt not, and thou shalt not do this, and thou shalt not do this other thing. And if you do this, I will bless you. It was God that instituted that. You believe it? But we're getting on the devil's territory. Praise God. God help us this morning. Hallelujah. Sometimes it pays for us to stop and to look around where we're standing. Have I crossed those boundaries? Am I on the devil's territory? you got to get in the spirit. Amen. When you get in the spirit, the Holy Ghost will show you these things. Listen to the message, Expectation 1961, in March the 8th. Now, brother, let's get plumb back off his territory. Let's come back to God. Come back to the altar. Repel the altar again that's been torn down. And build up your homes. You believe it? Let's get off the devil's territory. So easy to do it. So easy just to become immune to our society and immune to things around us. You understand, friends, uh, we're not of this world. We're called to go higher above this world. You are not going to fit in in this world. You're not going to be a part of this world. You know why? Because you have a higher calling. You will never be like the ordinary guys. You're never going to be like your friends and your colleagues. Because you have a higher calling. God called you to go higher. You believe it? He said, build up your homes. Are you willing to do that? Let the spirit of revelation and worship uh, be revived in your personal lives. John said, immediately, I was in the spirit. Praise God. Oh, how I long to just be lost in the spirit of God. Where everything here below will just look as though it's just temporary and I'm going somewhere that's very permanent. Sometimes it seems uh, uh, quite the vice versa. Where this looks permanent and that looks temporary. But it's quite the opposite. This, what we see here, is only temporary. Where we're going is real, friends. Listen, some of you sitting here, I've watched you through the years. You begin to age and you begin to grow. All of us together, we started out young and we're aging and we're growing. Before long, you know, we turn around and buy, why? Life is just a vapor. And sometimes we think, oh, we got all of our life. All of our life, according to the scriptures, only 70 years. That's allotted to the man. Amen. If you live past that, you are in borrowed time. That's nothing in the sight of God. You got to remember your life here on earth is for the purpose of Jehovah God. He wants you to get into the spirit. Amen. To show you things. In the message, why 1960, uh, May uh, the uh, 1st, don't never let the spirit of worship, that clean holiness, ever die among you. Keep the light burning. Where is the lifeline of the church? You believe it? Don't never let the spirit of worship, that clean holiness, ever die among you. Praise God. Lord, don't let it die on my life. Don't let the spirit of worship die on my life. 
Don't let the spirit of holiness die out of my life. I don't care who is doing it. I don't care who it is and what it is. Amen. Let me keep my eyes on Jesus. Amen. I love what Jeremiah said. That he's not leaning on the arms of flesh. But he's leaning on the everlasting arm. Oh, what a fellowship. Oh, what joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arm. You see, we are made partaker of his holiness. You believe that? We are made partaker of his holiness. Praise the Lord. It is, it is not man's mandates and man's uh, uh, criteria for us to dress a certain way. It's God's. God set the pattern. God instituted amen, his word. And we are to follow what he says. Look, friends, we're not here to preach man-made holiness. But I believe there's a church that's dressing in the holiness of God. In purity and righteousness and straightness of the spirit. You believe that? Something in you, you young ladies, makes you want to dress nice. Hallelujah. Makes you want to look good. That nature of God's holiness, pardon me, that's inside of you. Makes you partaker of his holiness. You love that. Amen. That you don't make yourself do it. God does it through you. The reason why you don't carry on like the world and the people of the world is because something in you that tells you, you know what? My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You remember that. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost don't do certain things. The Holy Ghost don't go certain places. If you remember that, then you're in the spirit as John was. You believe that? Hallelujah. You feel it this morning. Are you in the spirit? Amen. We need more holiness in God's house. You believe it, friends? Oh, hallelujah. You know, I love what Red Bram talked about it in the message, um, the the inner veil. He said when, uh, when... God created Adam and Eve, and he said, God veiled them in his holiness. Hallelujah. They were veiled in the holiness of God. And it was Eve that pulled down the veil of holiness to see what sin was like. But God wrapped them in the veil of his holiness. Oh, sisters, brothers, it is God that wraps us in the veil of his holiness. It's not what we do or what we can do, but God wraps us in His holiness. Hallelujah. Don't pull down the shade to see what sin looks like. Hallelujah. Amen. The Spirit under the covenant of innocency was upon Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden. But the moment she pulled down the shade of innocency, That spirit of the enemy got upon her. You realize that? And she lost her innocency. Amen. When she pulled down the veil, she lost the spirit of innocency. You know, people who are innocent, they're in the spirits. Hallelujah. But the moment they rip away that veil, suddenly they lose that, that sense, that sensitive spirit of the Holy Spirit. That spirit of holiness and righteousness and and purity unto the Lord. The Bible said 
without holiness, no man shall see God. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. So, Pastor, where are you going with all this? I don't know. I'm just preaching. Amen. God says to stay right here and get in the spirit. So when he's through in me, I move on right now. He said, get in the spirit. You believe it? When you get in the spirit, you'll quit fussing. Why? You have to wear your hair long. Amen. And you men, don't act like the world. You quit, quit fussing about it because you're in the spirit on the Lord's day. You'll be glad to say, Lord, I'm glad to do this. I'm happy to live for you. You appreciate him. We need more holiness. Would you say amen to that? We need more holiness. But I was somewhere here not long back and I, I walked into amen, atmosphere of, of, of so-called called message believers and and my, some of the sight that I've seen, and it's like, Lord, I am by the, any stretch of the imagination a legalist, but I, I couldn't even look at some of the women that, that the way they dress, their clothes are so skin tight, like a weenie walking down the road, and, and they had heels so high, and I thought, God, I, I know I'm, I'm not want to preach on these things, but the Holy Spirit says that's because of lack of holiness behind the pulpit. Brother, let me say this. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You believe it? Amen. You may not like this kind of preaching, but this is where God tells me, amen, to stay today. And when I'm done, I'm done. Amen. When I'm done, I'm done. And I'm not done until I'm through. But God is telling me, well, you're to get in the spirit of holiness this morning. I believe that I'm appealing to my flock to raise the holiness of God high. Amen. In our church and homes. Amen. Teach our little ones. Teach our little ones. Tell them this is not the way we dress and this is why we do this certain things. I appreciate these Sunday school teachers teaching these children in the ways of God. Praise the Lord. Don't think you earn a brownie point by looking the other way and not saying anything about it because there's going to be a great disappointment under their judgment. Amen. They will. And your children, your grandchildren are going to ask you, why did you tell me the truth? Amen. You knew the truth. Why did you tell me the truth? I believe God's spirit is moving in the realms of holiness. You believe it? You know, we, we, we make light of the whole, the old gospel, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, preachers that just dare to hide off of us and preach so much on holiness and things that we, we, we just make so light of it. We need more of it in the church. Yes, we do. We need more holiness preaching in the church of God. Amen. You can say amen anyhow. Anything that opposes holy living is a flood of the enemy. As a matter of fact, anything that distracts you away from uh, the relationship that you have with God is a flood of the enemy. Amen. You believe that? Yes. It doesn't matter. And I'm not, uh, listen, nobody's told me anything, but God told me to preach like this this morning. He's anointing me right now to preach the way I'm preaching. 
whether it's your relationship with your wife, your children, your personal relationship, your business, your colleagues, your associates. If there's something in that relationship that is distracting you away from God, it is a flood of the enemy. You believe that? It is a flood of the enemy. Satan is trying to woo you over into his web this morning. But I believe there's some people, amen, that's rising higher in the name of Jesus. That's saying, Lord, even so, come Lord Jesus. You believe it? Amen. Brother Bram said that a man can live so close to God till the devil don't know what to do with him. I want to be one of those men. I want to be one of those men. I'm sure you want to be one of those women that a man and a woman can live so close to God that the devil don't know what to do with you. Don't you want that testimony? That's the testimony I want. Lord, I, I want to live so close that when I get up in the morning, devils are screaming, oh, do everything you can to put them back in bed. Amen. Because there's something about your life that shakes hell. You believe it? I believe it, friends. Yes, getting in the Spirit, praise the Lord. Getting in the Spirit. When we're in the Spirit, we don't get offended. When we're in the Spirit, we don't get mad at the preacher. When we're in the Spirit, amen, we serve God relentlessly. You believe it? I believe we need an old-fashioned house cleaning. The house of God needs a cleaning up. Lord, clean up that church. Amen. Clean up the church. Get all the malice and the backsliding and the worldliness and everything out of the church. Flash it out of the church, God. You believe it? You know, every so often you have to go through a house and do what you call a spring cleaning. Or a fall cleaning. You got to get all in the corners way deep where you normally don't go. Amen. On the surface, it may look good. But when you look deep, there's some cobweb somewhere. And the reason there's cobweb, there's a spider somewhere. There's a devil trying to fill things in your mind and spirits. But God is saying, clean up the church. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I don't know. I know, you, I know you didn't order this this morning. You probably wanted some fast food. Amen. Because really, it's past your time. Amen. It's getting close to time for you to eat. But I've got spiritual food for you today. Holy Ghost food for you to eat this morning. You believe it? Amen. Brother Brown said, apply the token and kick all the trash out of the house. I'm preaching from memory now. Amen. God says to stay in the spirits. Amen. Stay in the spirit. I'm still in chapter 4. Stay in the spirits. Apply the token and kick all the trash out of your house. Sometimes you have to go through a house clean. This one's got to go and that's got to go and this has got to go and this has got to go. And, and I've got to take this out and apply the token and kick all the trash out of the house. You believe it? Amen. Come on, friends. Amen. Kick all the trash out of the house. Back to the beginning. The real Pentecost. Where the Holy Spirit fell in the church. And they were in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And suddenly, 
Amen. Men begin to surrender things in their lives that was not of God. Peter didn't have to preach about it. They were in the spirits. Amen. They surrender their lives, their finances, the way they dress. They surrender everything to God. You know why? It was real Pentecost. I say the church needs another Pentecost in the saints where we surrender everything to God. You believe it? The outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the church again. Hallelujah. My, those people on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, they didn't have time to fuss. They weren't mad at Peter, James, and John. Hallelujah. They were house cleaning. They were cleaning everything out that wasn't like God. You see, some of them had heathen idols in their houses. Some of them had little private gods in their houses. They had little private heathen saints in their lives. But when the Holy Ghost came down, out goes the idol. Hallelujah. I said, send the Holy Ghost in the church. You know, it's so easy to have your own little private gods. You walk around with your own little private uh, uh, idols that nobody knows about. But when you're in the spirit, hallelujah, it cleans everything out. That's not like God. It makes you clean and holy in the sight of God. You believe it? Yes, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Once again, we need it in the church. Clean up my mind, Lord. Clean up my spirit. Take this old, ugly resentment out of my life. Take out the spirit of rebellion out of my life. Take this devil out of my life, Lord. Clean me up by the Holy Ghost. You believe it? Where men and women become lost in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Say, oh God, not my will, but thy will be done. If I had it my way, I would have done this. And if I had it my way, I would have chose this. But not my will. That will be done. Not my plans, but your plans, Lord. Not what I want, but what you want. What God wants in my life. Send Holy Ghost power in the church. You believe it? The prophet said in a message, why? 1961, January 28th. How I can be lost in the spirit like that. And worship in the power and praises of God until you're carried into a dimension that you know nothing about. I like that. Carried away in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Where you're in your morning prayers, lifting up your morning sacrifice to the Lord. And suddenly the Holy Ghost comes down and your plans are changed. Hallelujah. Are you flexible? Amen. Are you flexible with God? Amen. You've got to be two things with God. Flexible and pliable. Amen. With God, you've got to be pliable and flexible. Are you flexible with God? Oftentimes we come to God and our mind's made up. But God said, get in the spirit and you'll become flexible. Praise the Lord. This is, why we, this is why we come up such an attitude with God because we're not flexible. We, 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 God, you didn't do it just like I told you I wanted it. But God said, but I know better. And there's a better way. And there's another way. And there's a way, amen, that's better than man's way. God's way is better than man's way. I don't know what I'm preaching, but God is speaking to somebody this morning. You've got to be flexible in the spirit. You believe it? You love him this morning. 
You should never be ashamed of him, friends. It doesn't matter what. It matters not where you are. Where you, are. you should never be ashamed of him. Oh, I love what Job says, Brother Nathan. Though God slay me, yet I will trust him. But I shall come forth as fine gold. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you wanting to say that this morning? Though God slay me, yet I will trust him. I don't care what you have to do, God. You will not destroy that which you created. But if you slay me, yet I will trust you. You believe it? When you get in the spirits of praising God, sicknesses and oppression will leave you. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm still on praising God. I'm still on getting in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God anyhow. Lord, you give me this pain, but thank you, Lord, I'm going to get through it. Lord, the sickness in my life has had me bound, but God, you're more than greater than the sickness. You didn't work things out the way I wanted, but you got a better way. Hallelujah. Well, it's not going the way I want it, but it's going your way. And your way is better than my way. You love them, church. Hallelujah. Oh, I love it. When you get in the spirits of praising God, sicknesses and oppressions will leave you. You believe that? Hallelujah. Lord, I love you anyhow. I love you anyhow. If you want demons to leave your bodies, start praising God. Amen. If you want, uh, amen, ailments to leave your spirits, uh, start praising God. The devil ain't going to stick around with you praising God. You're going to praise God and watch what will happen. You know, let me, let me say something this morning. We need to quit asking and we need to start thanking. Amen. We need to quit asking and we need to start thanking God. Amen. Don't ask him. If you ask him, then thank him for it. If you pray once, then thank him for it. And pray not my will, but thy will be done, Lord. You believe it? Stop thanking God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see our brother who was lame from his mother's womb received healing at the gate beautiful because he was in the spirit praising God. You believe it? Look at Acts 3 and 8 for me if you can pull it up quickly. Amen. Acts 3 and 8. And he leaping up stood, walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him praising God. You need to let somebody see you praising God. Come on, church. Amen. Let somebody see you praising God. This man, hallelujah, brother sickness left his body this soon as he gets to praising God. Amen. The scripture said, he leaping stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. When was the last time somebody saw you praising God? I'm just going to preach right home where you live. I'm not in a hurry. You might be, but if you want to leave, you can go right now. That's okay. But I'm not through yet. Amen. When was the last time somebody saw you praising God? 
came and when you were squeezed, when you were sick, when the persecution hit you and people talked about you and turned their backs on you, then people saw you praising God. Then they see you shouting on the, amen, on the account of it. Or did they see the opposite of that? They probably saw the opposite of that. I don't know why this trial came my way. I just don't understand why God, I, I, I wouldn't hear my prayer. I just don't know why God wouldn't work this all out. I did everything. I go to church. I pay my tithe, give my offering. I sing in church. I pray in church. But is it in the spirit? Hallelujah. Is it in the spirit? If in the spirit, God will do great things for your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As you know, Beth's been quite sick. Do you know that? Pray for her. Had a major operation just Friday. We had the babies, amen, for a few days. And you know, the little one, she just loves something about my office. She loves my office. Amen. And she just want to go in there. And something she's curious about it because she just loves. She coming, Jesus. So yeah, Jesus is in here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what I tell you. You can't go in there. Somehow I'll find her in there. She just find it very exciting sitting in my chair and spinning around, you know. <laughs> Something about it is just, it's fun for her. But you know what I did to her the other day? I got in there and I threw my hands up to the Lord and said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. God, your grace. You do miracles. So great. And she looked up. Put her hands up. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You see them little eyes and watching you, friends. You got to praise God in the good time and in the bad time. You believe it? Hallelujah. She didn't know it. I was so troubled about her mama. I know God's in control, but I'm human. Amen. I was troubled about her mama. That's just praising God, Lord. Thank you for healing my baby. Thank you for healing my sweetheart. Thank you for touching her right now. You see, when you do it, friends, somebody has got to see your praise. Don't get pious with me now. Well, I don't want anybody to see me. I just, it's not a show for me. This man wasn't putting on a show. The Bible said him leaping, praising God, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. You see, the spirit of oppression and anxiety will be canceled out by praise to God in the spirit. You believe it? How many want oppression to leave you? And anxiety. You know that anxiety, you worry about something. You know why? Because we're all humans. We pick up our iPhones and, and we see the headline in the news of things that's coming. And we read about things that's going to happen. The uncertainty about the election. Amen. What's happening? Amen. The shortage of oil in our country. It's a good sign. Because the church has got Holy Ghost oil. Amen. What's going to happen to our family? Let me tell you what's going to happen. God is going to provide for his people. You believe it? God will provide for his people. But we're yet humans. We're yet humans. And that spirit of anxiety sometimes will just kind of roll over us like a, like a wave. It's just, oh, my God, I, I just don't know, Lord. You know, everybody's anxiety. Amen. We have them. Anxiety. 
Amen. The pressure sometimes so heavy that sometimes uh, they fog our, 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 our sights and obscure us from what God is getting ready to do in our lives. But I'm here by the Holy Ghost to break that yoke by the Spirit of the living God this morning. You believe it? Hallelujah. You're all canceled out. Amen. When you praise God in the Spirit. Let me ask you a question. Amen. When you get in the spirit of praise and worship the God and really get in the spirit, amen, suddenly you're floating on here. That little anxiety and oppression that was upon your life suddenly just leaves you and you're way up here like John now in the spirit on the Lord's day. And you're looking down at that little tiny puny little problem and you're telling it, my God is greater than you. Come on, church. My God is greater than you. Greater than any sickness. Greater than any trials. You believe it? Oh, I love it. Amen. Isaiah, Isaiah 61 and 3. Quickly, amen. If you look there with me. Amen. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. The word heaviness in the original Hebrew is chaos. Amen, meaning feeble, obscure, somewhat dark, darkish. Am I speaking to somebody? Wax dim, heaviness, kind of smoky. You feel that way? Everything's just kind of smoky around you. Amen. People who dwell and live in oppression are not people that praise. Because the medicine for oppression is praise. Amen. You can write it down. The medicine for oppression and anxiety is praise. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil will run when you go to praise in God. You believe it? To get in the spirit, you must fight your way into it. You must fight for every inch you claim. This is my victory today. This is my joy today. This is my victory, Lord. This is my healing. Today is my blessing, Lord. And the devil can't steal it from me. The prophet said in the message, questions and answers, uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're in Canaan. You have to fight for it. Every inch of ground, you have to fight for it. Don't let the devil defeat you. Hello, church. Don't let the devil defeat you. You got to fight for it. I fight for my family. I fight for my health. I fight for my children. I fight for my great, I'm for my grandchildren. I fight for everything that God has for me. You believe it? You got to fight for it. Amen. You got to claim it and fight for it this morning. Don't let the devil put one over you this morning, friends. He's nothing but a bluff. The devil is nothing but a bluff. Do you believe that? How many really believe the devil is a bluff? You know how I know that? Because everything he has told me has been wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Brother Joseph, no, because he told me some things that I thought it was true. That's because your expectations uh, was wrong. Amen. You have the wrong expectations. Amen. Because see, God is never wrong. You believe it? You need to tell the devil to go to hell. Amen. And preach the word to him. Amen. Tell him where he belongs. 
Do you love them, church? You appreciate the Lord. Listen, the devil don't like this preaching. But I did not come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. You believe it? Amen. Get in the spirit and fight your way to total deliverance and victory. You know, you can confuse the devil by your revelation and your praise. That's right. The devil tells you something else. Well, that's not the revelation what God gave me. Amen. God gave me a revelation that brings victory to me. You believe it? Amen. May God help us. Don't let the devil come over and take the glory of God out of your church. You believe it? Don't let Satan steal the glory of God out of your church. People complain, well, I don't feel the spirit. I don't, well, speak for yourself. Amen. I feel the spirit every time I come to church. You know why? Because I bring the spirit with me. Some folks forgot their spirit at home this morning. But praise God, the Holy Ghost is in the church again. Start praising God and watch the devil get confused. You love him. I mean, like to confuse the devil this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You get so confused. The Bible said that he'll come in one way and leave seven ways. He forgets what glory comes through. Amen. When God gets ready, amen, to deal with him. Don't let the devil rob the power of the Holy Ghost away from our congregation. You believe it? If our church is going to be victorious, you've got to be victorious. If our church is going to have power, you've got to have power. If there's healing in our church, you've got to witness healing in your lives. You believe it? Don't let the devil rob the power of God from our congregation. Listen, Brother Brown said, why am I a holy roller? I love this. Amen. Why am I a holy roller? Now, I know young people don't know what a holy roller is. Do you know what it is? You don't know what it is, so I don't expect you to know that. Because you see, you've never seen it demonstrated. But you know what a holy roller is? When the spirit falls in the church, they get lay in the floor and they roll. And roll. And roll. And roll. Like a barrel. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's called holy roller. Hallelujah. I see sisters get down with their nice pretty frock on and roll and roll and roll. And them dress never come past. Nothing immoral ever happen. It's as though they're standing straight up. Amen. Like a stick. It's called holy roller. But you know what does this? The Holy Spirit. But don't go to saying, I don't want it like that. Because you're the very one got to make roll in the church. In church floors. Come on now. Holy roller. But then I have this mic. I will holy roll for you. Amen. Holy rollers. Some of you old timers know what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen it? Some of you? Yeah, Sister Denise. Amen. Some of us. Amen. My wife. And a few here and there. Brother Matt. And Sister Christy and all them. And Man, I tell you what. When you roll in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The devil can't do anything with you. And I'm not talking about no kind of put on. Brother Ram said, the palmer worm has eaten all the blessings out of the church. 
Still, there's no hallelujahs. There's no more praise to God. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you what. Amen. You, there ought to be so much praise and shouting and, and glory. Hallelujah. In this church, I ought, I ought to be, be telling one, sit down now. Let me preach something. Instead, I'm trying to get you to just a little fire behind you. Come on, church. You young people, when you go to camp meeting, amen, you don't sit down. You're up on your feet. Amen. Everybody's up on their feet. Amen. People don't like preaching like this. Amen. Because it makes you get in the spirit. You believe it? Let the devil many times cool off the revival in the church and watch everybody just sit back. Let me preach on praise and worship. Amen. The spirit for a while. Notice Revelations 5 and 13. Amen. Revelations 5 and 13 quickly. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, such are in the seas, all are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, honor, glory, power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, upon the Lamb, amen, unto the Lamb forever and ever. You see, John said, everybody in heaven, everything beneath the earth, everything heard in praise in God about his rapture redemption. You believe it? Brother, when you go to praise in God, the devil don't know what to do with you. Imagine this for a moment, and I know my time is gone. Imagine this for a moment. That when John saw his name in the Lamb's book of life, the Bible says that all of heaven, all of earth, all that was under the earth, those that was in the sea heard John praising God. That must have been some serious praising going on in this church. Amen. That even the fish and the whale and the sharks and every creature in the sea heard John praising God. And everybody that was under the earth, Elijah's bone was under the earth. Amen. All the patriarchs was under the earth heard John praising glory, blessing, honor, power. You believe it? I say you got a pretty powerful praise, don't you? Amen. He was in the spirit. And watch this verses um, 9 and 5. He said, Thou worthy to take the book at the loose the seals thereof, uh, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us to our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. John must have found his name in the book of redemption. So he got in the spirit and praise and worship God. You believe it? Listen, friends. Worship and praise, even though they are the same, they are different in action. But collectively, the same to God. You believe that? The difference between worship and praise is simple. Worship is how we esteem God. It's the attitude of adoration in our hearts. Is that correct? You can worship God without a sound. Praise, however, is the articulation of an adoring heart. 
You see, praise God. Amen. John had a praising heart. He had some articulation of an adoring heart to Almighty God. When we praise God, we give vent and voice to our worship, to our heart of worship. You believe that? Hallelujah. So understand now that worship has to do with esteeming, estimation. Praise has to do with articulation. Uh, but both uh, means to give God esteem and to commend Him highly. Amen. They told me yesterday that the football game between Georgia and Tennessee, they were estimating the uh, percentage of uh, volume to be so high that they said that in years to come, there's going to be people that will lose their hearing over the percentage of the height of the noise that was in those ball fields. They were estimating it to be the greatest height of noise, uh, that, that the pinnacle, the highest, that uh, one even says that it, will, it could cause somebody to go deaf, and this was in a ball game. Imagine that. Wesley told me one time, he said, Daddy, I went to a football game in Knoxville one time, and he said, Daddy said, I never heard so much noise in my life. He said, I thought, I thought that, 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 that stadium would just, he said, God, if you just help me out of this, I, I wouldn't do it again, Lord. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, friends? It's serious matter. You understand, Brother Nathan, where I'm coming? It's serious matter. Those people aren't in there just because they're just going to something fun. They get in the spirit. There's a spirit that overcharge their voices. You believe it? Shall we understand now when we praise God, we give vent and voice to our hearts of worship. So worship has to do with esteeming God, praise, and articulation. You see, worship can be silent, but praise never is. Come on, church. Too many don't have a problem with worship, but too many of us have a problem with praise. And don't say I'm praising silent. You can't praise silently. Hallelujah. There has to be some articulation in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You believe it. Man, I remember many, many years ago when I was a teenager, amen, lived in Toronto, and I went to a Blue Jays game in Toronto. And I thought, well, all the boys were going. My, my, my brother-in-law was going. Everybody invited me. I was always the, you know, the, the ugly duckling, the guy that just didn't, I, you know, I wasn't interested in all that. I didn't care, whatever. But, man, I tell you what, I went to that ball game, and I just sat there the first, you know, few innings. I sat there. The, the Blue Jays, they were losing. And suddenly, man, they got, they got a base hit, and they got a guy in first and second, and somebody stole the third, and they hit another base hit. And suddenly the, the bases were loaded and man I'm sitting there looking watching and then all of a sudden here comes uh, you know the one guy out and, and man he winds it up and, and they, they threw him him in a fastball and you're right back and he just 
let it have it. And suddenly that ball went soaring and soaring. And I was sitting there quietly. Finally, I raised up from my seat and I was watching it, watching it. It went plump out on the ball team. I jumped up and began to shout and everything. And everybody's running. First man in, second, third. Amen. It was a grand slam. Amen. Those places has a power and anointing to pull certain things out of you. Why shouldn't the house of God have that same atomic power to pull some praise out of you this morning? The anointing is like a magnet today. You believe it? You believe it? You see, you may be worshipful. You may be adoring. But praise requires actions of voices. You believe it? Praise requires action of voice. There is power in praise. There is power in praise. You believe it? There is power in lifting up your voice in song and hands of praise. Hallelujah. Something happened when we lift up our hands and voice and magnify God. Hallelujah. Something supernaturally happened when I can. When mama couldn't pray anymore, she couldn't do anything anymore. She couldn't kneel anymore. That was her greatest regret. She clenched her fist and she she said to me, the worst thing about my sickness is I can't kneel down anymore and pray. I said, mama, I'm going to kneel up for you. Hallelujah. And I knelt down beside her bed. Amen. And I prayed for a solid hour like she would pray. Friends, let me tell you something. There's something about a child of God when they go to praising God. Something happened when we lift our voices and hands and magnify God. Psalms 22 and 3, the Bible says, But thou art holy. Oh, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You see, now we understand by the text that God requires praises from his people. So praises to God is for all people. Come on, church. Not just Sister Shirley, but all people. Praises to God is for all people. You are qualified to be his people. Then he requires your praise. And if you're a child of God, he's going to get some praises out of you somehow. He has to put you on your back. Hallelujah. Amen. If he has to allow some things to happen, he's going to get some praises out of you. Because God in heaven is the praises of all his people. You believe it? The word inhabitus or inhabit defines a dwelling place to occupy a place of settled residence. And when God's people praise him, it is a sign that he's present. He's dwelling amongst, he's taking residence. Where God resides, there is praise. John said immediately, I was in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John was in the spirit. John was in the spirit. 
And the message to whom I would be go, he said, uh, he's my, oh, he's my everything. I, I just can't praise him enough. Uh, you say hey, enough about him, but what he means to me, certainly no matter, no wonder we, it's a nature in you. When you're born of the spirit of God, you've got a nature uh, to, to you to make you scream out. Hallelujah. God help me. I love what David says in the Psalms. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayers. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, oh, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. We need a breakthrough in our praises. I'm closing. Mary, amen. Mary's belief. Oh, if we didn't have so many other things on our mind. You know, sometimes we'll come to church thinking about tomorrow. Got to do this. The next day, I've got to do this. When we come to church, we ought to lay aside every thought and everything of the world and enter into fellowship with Christ and worship, meditating, worshiping in our hearts and giving songs and praises to him, thinking of his goodness and what he means to us, worshiping in the spirit, singing spiritual songs, making melodies in our hearts. When we come to church, what is in our mind is either an obstruction of our praise or a highway to our praises to God. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You see, John could not receive anything until God cleared up this matter with him. He said, John, you've got to give me praise. Amen. I show you your name in a book. I redeem you by my blood. And John screamed out, glory, power, honor, blessings. Hallelujah. Message Elijah, 1950, he said, don't make me so that I just sit back maybe by my head once in a while. Make me so I can shout. Make me so I can open my mouth and sing and scream praises to God. You believe it? Give me the whole thing. Let me have a baptism and kill me to the things of the world where people surround me. When I go to church, let me worship God. That's right. No matter what anybody else thinks, just kill me out. That's what we need today. Just is a Jordan experience. Is that right? Many of us was like the school of prophets. Stand over there, the other side of the hill, looking off. Let's cross the river today. You believe it? Lifting up our hands is a true praise of Jehovah. You believe it? A sign of surrender and giving in to the Holy Spirit. Let me hurry quickly. Believe us now, this, 1960. He said, anybody doesn't have the Holy Ghost, raise up your hands and praise God. I believe he will fall on you. Come on, church. You believe that? Now, you can sit and watch two and three hours movie. I'm going to finish this message. And I'm not telling you when. I'm testing you right now. Because God told me to preach this message until I'm done. Amen. You believe it? Anybody doesn't have the Holy Ghost, raise your hands and praise God. I believe you'll fall on you. You believe it? This is why the Holy Ghost doesn't fall on the church. Hands are not lifted up in praise to him. Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to serve you. Too many are sitting on their hands instead of surrendering with their hands up. 
David said in Psalms 141 and 2, he said, let my prayers be set forth before thee as an incense and the lifting up by my hands as an evening sacrifice. You see, friends, it's evening time. Evening is sunset. This is sunset worship. Sunset tribute to Almighty God. Lord, thank you for showing me the seals. Thank you for our prophets. Thank you for showing me the revelation of who I am, Lord. We have been given the grand privilege to lift up our hands and give praises to God for the evening lights. You believe it? David concludes with this in Psalms 134 and 2. As our musicians come, I want you to listen to this. Psalms 134 and 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Tell somebody beside you, I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. You believe it? Tell somebody else, I will bless the Lord. You believe it? A praise in the Spirit is a weapon of warfare to defeat our enemies. Let me close by saying this. Jehoshaphat's army demonstrated this in 2 Chronicles verse, chapter 20, verses 1 through 20, and also verses 30. You see, sometimes our strongest weapon against our enemies are our praises. And faced with an impossible situation, Jehoshaphat and uh, his uh, people and the people of Judah didn't complain or argue or feel sorry for themselves. The Bible said they went to the Lord and the Lord answered them with promise and they took the promise as a fact and began to praise the Lord. You see, so often we are faced with difficult circumstances and we choose not to praise. But to doubt and worry and complain, when we do so, we forfeit the power of our praise. When I'm feeling down, turning my heart to praise, God has been one of the most uplifting things I can do in my life. When I turn my thoughts from my problems to the high praises of our God, something happened. You see, it seems I am able to get things into perspectives when I look at this. And I'll give you the scripture quickly. First Chronicles 20 and uh, verses 12. Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Jehoshaphat says, but our eyes are looking to God. They said, look God, these armies are around us. We are outnumbered, but we are not looking around. We are looking up. They had a direction in their worship and their praise. So Lord, we're looking up to you, Lord. Look at verses 21 quickly. I'm hurrying. When he had counseled with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went before the, uh, the army. And they said, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. 
understand that the leading element of the attack formation was worship, a worship band. Hallelujah. It was a worship band. Amen. God told Joseph, start up the worship band. We are going to defeat your enemy. Amen. By you looking up to me and the saints of God worshiping me in spirit and in truth. I say, friends, when you're surrounded by what seems like hopelessness, uh, hopeless circumstances, the question I ask you is, which way are you looking? Which way are you looking? I'm closing. Amen. Which way are you looking? What it seems like you're surrounded with all sorts of hopeless circumstances. Which way are you looking? You see, they worship God before the battle. And the people of Judah worshiped. Verses 18, and Joasaphat bowed his head for the space to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. During this time where the enemy was coming against them, they worshipped God before the battle. I want you to look now at verses 22. And they began to sing and to praise the Lord. And the Lord set an ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Understand that God defeated their enemies because their spirits and their worship and their revelation and their praise was the Almighty God. Entered the battle, verses 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Biraka and they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the valley of Biraka. Amen. Unto this day, Biraka Valley is in the wilderness of Tekoa where Jehoshaphat and his people assembled to bless Jehovah after the overthrow of the host of the Amorites. You see, most of us don't have a trouble singing God's praises once the victory is evident, but it can be difficult to praise before we see the good. But these people... Throughout the duration of the battle, during the battle, amen, and after the battle, they were praising God still. Amen, before, during, and after, they were worshiping Almighty God, and God defeated the entire armies that came up against them. Let us all stand to our feet. Do you love him? experience being in the spirit and the power of Jehovah in their lives. And as we praise the Lord, we release his power in our lives upon our enemy. This is what John is saying. Revelations 4 and 2. And immediately I was in the spirit. You believe it, friends? Do you love him this morning? You appreciate him? Hallelujah. Forgive me. I took a little bit more time. Amen. But God wanted me, amen, to tell you something this morning. He wanted me to remind you that he is in control of your life. Do you believe that? You believe he's in control of your lives? You believe he loves you this morning? I believe there were some prophetic things that will center this morning directly, amen, to you. If you will just open your heart to God and say, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. 
I love you, Lord Jesus. You understand in Second Chronicles chapter 20, this was not a light battle. It was not an easy battle. Amen. But Jehoshaphat caught the mind of God, and God says, you're not going to fight this battle. Amen. By flesh and by blood and by spare and by military equipment, you're going to defeat the enemy. Like every son and daughter of God in Laosia is going to defeat the enemy by the power of their play, praise and their worship. You love them this morning. Let's sing a little song and before we go. We love you. You can continue, amen, as you go on this evening, giving God praise and glory and honor. I'm not looking for a workup this morning. I just came this morning to just unplug the channel. Amen. Hallelujah. And I saw I had my job cut out for me. But I hope by the grace of God, amen, the channels are clear. That you can leave this place and go home and begin to praise God and say, Lord, it's not anything you've done. It's not your fault, Lord. You're never at fault. Amen. If there's any fault, it's on me, Lord. But it's never your fault. Amen. All the fault is on humanity. But thou art great, Lord. You're mighty. Let's worship God just for a moment before you go. And I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship worship you, oh, my soul, This is where this type of message will come in handy and say, Lord, I know I'm by myself, Father. I believe you. I trust you. I love you. 
I, I want to worship you. I want to glorify your name. I want to praise your holy and your matchless name. I choose to praise. I don't know what you choose to do today, but I choose to praise. When I look into God's church this morning about 2.25 a.m. And the Spirit of the Lord came into the room. And the Holy Ghost said, tell the church to pray more and to praise more like they've never praised and prayed before. And I want to relate that message to you. God told me to tell you to pray more and to praise more and to worship more. Are you going to do that? Amen. Pray more and praise more and worship more to God. And what's God? Do spiritual things in your lives. Articulate your praise and your worship to Almighty God. I can go through countless places today and preach on a weapon of praises where God used praise and worship to defeat countless enemies throughout the entire Bible and in the New Testament as well. You realize that? Something about the power of that that comes out of your mouth and you say, oh God, hallelujah. How many of you remember the message I preach on ugly praise? Amen. You remember that old message I preach? God wants your ugly praise. You know what that is? When you all crippled up, when you're all depressed, when you don't feel like coming to church, it's an ugly situation, isn't it? But God wants your ugly praise. Maybe I need to preach it again. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. We appreciate you with all our heart to all of our streaming audience. I want to say God bless you. Thank you for being patient. This was pastoral this morning. We certainly appreciate you. May God be with you. Bring you back again if you so choose to tune in on Wednesday evening. We're looking for a great.